Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to the Jewel Network. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming knowledge and wisdom, which promotes and sustains the activation of the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolving planetary society presently on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to teaching the sciences of life and the science of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you will be able to extract the very best the current century has to offer. You're listening to the Hygiene for Humanity Show with your hosts, licensed nurses, Sharon Cole and Carol Borg. Join Sharon and Carol here every week on the Jewel Network, brought to you by thejewelnetwork.net. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Hygiene for Humanity. My name is Sharon Cole, and I'm here with Carol Porter. We're the nurses. And if you're listening to my voice, of course, it's Tuesday afternoon. And we are broadcasting broadcasting from the Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, and as always, broadcasting the science of life and living here on the Jewel Network. So how are you doing today, Carol? Hi, Sharon. How are you? I am I am well. Good to hear that. It's such a um, wonderful, exciting time to be alive on planet Earth. There are just so many things happening. You know, every day there, if you're following the news, there are volcanoes erupting, there's floods, there's just um, Mother Earth is really, you know, rocking and rolling. And as always, we would love we love to come to you with information about hygiene and the science of hygiene and what we can do to basically keep ourselves healthy in alignment with um, the planet and um, basically all of the God given resources that we have and that are there for us to keep ourselves healthy. So. Today, um, our show is going to focus on the practices and recommendations that our current health system basically has out there for us and how this affects us as a whole. So um, the more we know about how to take care of our body, the better off we are. And when we we don't know... um, the things that we need to do and the practices we need to incorporate, we fall, uh, I, I hate to use the word, but really victim to what the status quo is out there um, in society. So as we get into the show today and talk about some of the recommendations, um, I leave it up to each and every one to basically form their own opinion about um, the information that is provided and available to us by the status. Again, I'd like to just remind everyone that, you know, we are the first physicians for ourselves, and we need to pay attention to um, to our health and the health of our families. So by knowing the science of hygiene, which is what Carol and I bring to you each week, 
um, we are giving you information basically to arm yourself with knowledge that you need to um, withstand and to be strong and healthy in this current time that we're living in. You know, there's so many different viruses out there. There's so many um, just different diseases that are um, actually taking people out. So there is nothing that our immune system cannot withstand, and we can always um, maintain our health, and that is actually the goal of this show, to basically, you know, share with you information on how to maintain a healthy avatar. And while we do give information on uh, maintaining a healthy body or avatar, we realize also that hygiene also encompasses our environment. It also encompasses our emotional well-being as well as our mental well-being. But today we're going to um, focus on, you know, like I said, the things that are out there that are recommended by the status quo, the current health system, and we want to look at those, and you tell me what you think. As always, our phone lines are open, and I do encourage uh, if anyone has a comment or a question, please do call in to 347-215-9531. So with that being said, um, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to begin discussing the wonderful information that we have in store for you today. So please get yourself a glass of water, get comfortable, and be prepared for an exciting show. So we'll talk to you in just a few minutes. Let's change the world together. Let's bring greater peace, intelligence, and spiritual connection to our lives. All this and much more can be yours by enrolling in Dr. Jewel's Balancing Program. In as little as 15 minutes a day, you can enjoy the physiological effects equal to eight hours of meditation. For more information and to sign up for my revolutionary mind-enhancing brain balancing program, please visit drjewelsbalancingprogram.com. One hundred years ago, it was not conceivable that we could control all forms of matter with our thoughts. Hi, I'm Dr. Jewel, and I know that sounds incredible, and together we can explore this and many more incredible scientific realities through my latest book, Straight from the Heart. It's an exciting outpouring of information that you will read and explore over and over again. Get your paperback or ebook copy of Straight from the Heart today at www.thejewelnetwork.net. Welcome back to Hygiene for Humanity. Um, so as we start our talk off today, I would just uh, love to reiterate the fact that we, uh, as human beings on planet Earth, are made in the likeness and image of God, and therefore we are equipped with an incredible immune system. And that immune system is quite capable of maintaining an excellent state of health for our bodies. But because of many factors, um, we have forgotten how to navigate that, and we don't 
most of us don't rely on the intelligence of our immune system. We've been um, coaxed into or educated to basically not rely on the intelligence of our immune system, basically been given uh, bad information or bad bill of goods that um, we've been conditioned to continue to look outside of ourselves for answers to health concerns or how to maintain the health of this body. And all the answers we need are within ourselves. So we, the nurses at TJN, are dedicated to restoring the science of hygiene and bringing it back to the forefront of life. So this is what Carol and I are going to do today. And um, the current state of affairs, uh, we are most most of us are subject to, all of us, are the recommendations by the central governing body known as the CDC. The CDC makes recommendations for numerous things, the uh, medications that are used out there. Um, one thing that, they, that really comes to mind or is in the forefront of my mind are the recommendations that are made for our children and the amount of um, vaccines that they um, are scheduled to get. And because of their recommendations, these um, vaccines uh, have to be given in order for them to enter school and to take part in certain activities. So let's just look for a minute um, at how the CDC or what they say that their uh, mission statement is. Now, a mission statement is uh, basically a statement that is set out by a company or an organization that is uh, its reason for existing, and it should guide it, that uh, agency's decision-making practices. So it actually provides a framework for um, within, within which the company's strategies are formulated and how they actually operate. So it basically says what does this company want for the world? And the mission statement of the CDC is, um, speaks to that. And um, it currently talks about, uh, well, what their mission statement is, Carol. Um, I know you talked about this earlier. Yes, Sharon. Uh, we were having a conversation about this. And um, as you mentioned, the CDC, which is a Center of Disease Control, and prevention, which is actually one of the agencies um, within the public health service, the United States Public Health Service. So, for example, the United States Public Health Service has several agencies, and um, a major player in that agency is a Surgeon General, which we get a lot of advice from the Surgeon General from, of this agency. So like Sharon said, you know, there are many agencies out there that are actually part of the health system that are governing a lot of the practices um, in medicine today. And one is the CDC. We also have the Food and Drug Administration. We have Health Resources and Service Administration. We have National Institute of Health, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services, um, agency for Toxic Substances, and, you know, the list goes on. So the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, um, that name came about in the 70s, even though the Public Health Department 
initially was formed back in 1798. This arm came about much later. And the CDC's mission statement is to protect America from health, safety, and security threats, both foreign and in the U.S. Whether diseases start at home or abroad are chronic or acute, curable or preventable, human error or deliberate attack. All right, the CDC fights disease and supports communities and citizens to do the same. Uh, they consider themselves the nation's health protection agency, and they conduct, they say they conduct critical science and provide health information that protects our nation against expensive and dangerous health threats and responds where, where these arise. So that's the mission statement um, coming directly from the CDC's website. So looking so, at that mission statement, um, you, you know, I guess we should feel pretty secure about the job they do and that yeah. they're really looking out for our best interests because that really says a lot, you know. Yeah, that's a powerful, uh, powerful set of goals, Sharon. Right. So, you know, just to reflect on that as the as our talk goes on, so they're here to protect us at home or abroad against chronic or acute, curable or preventable human error or deliberate attack. The CDC fights disease and supports communities and citizens to do the same. Okay. So with that being said, you know, I came across some information, and this is not new information, but um, I just want to reiterate it with our listeners. Uh, Back in 1932, before the CDC took on its current name, because I believe they took on that name in the 70s, the CDC used to be called the U.S. Public Health Service. So, um, you know, they did some really questionable things that hurt um, a lot of people. And in 1932, working with Tuskegee Institute, there was a study that, was, that began in Macon County, Alabama. And what they wanted to do was to record the natural history of syphilis. So there were 400 African-American men, and these were basically uh, sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. And without the knowledge or consent of these African-American men, there were about 400 of them, um, they were entered into a research study that was uh, being conducted by the U.S. Public Health Service, now known as the CDC. And these men presented basically with uh, what they called in their, you know, their own words as having bad blood. So that's just a local term that they use to describe, you know, their their feelings of weakness and fatigue and just not feeling. Um, like themselves, and uh, these men were found to have syphilis, and what happened is that uh, once they were found to have syphilis, the uh, members of the public health service decided that uh, black people to syphilis than white people, so they decided to enter them into a study without their knowledge, and um, so without treating their disease, they entered them into this study and gave them um, various creams and salves and 
um, salves and some saline injections, which we would call a placebo, which means they they did not give them uh, the, the standard treatment to cure the syphilis, but they gave them just regular saline injections, and they decided that they would just watch and see um, how the study, what you know, what would happen to their bodies, and record this. And for for taking part in this study, uh, these men were given uh, free medical exam, free meals, and a burial insurance of a thousand dollars, as well as they had to uh, submit their bodies for autopsy after they died. So. Um, very interesting, and this clearly does not have the public's best interest at heart. And um, so for this went on. This original, Originally, this study was projected to last for six months, but it ended up lasting for 40 years. And needless to say, all of the men died as well as they infected, you know, their wives or significant others and had uh, numerous children who were born with congenital um, syphilis. So if you reflect on the mission statement of the CDC, it does not uh, reflect their actions. So, you know, this is just one reason, one of the reasons why, you know, we have to basically know how to take care of ourselves and and know how to keep our bodies in an alkaline state so that we don't fall victim to such um, cruel experiments. So we're going to take a break uh, and listen to our sponsors, and when we come back, I'm going to continue with this information. With such a vast amount of research and medical investigation directed toward vitamins and minerals, it seems almost impossible to know what vitamins you need to take and what effect they'll have on your body. But not any longer. With my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, you will discover the true value and effect that each major vitamin and mineral will have on your body, mind, and overall health, and how to use vitamins and minerals to transform your health and daily life. To get my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, please visit thejewelnetwork.net. Welcome back to Hygiene for Humanity. Listening to the first few minutes of our show, and um, you understand what I, um, the information I put forth, um, we can see that that was not in alignment with the mission statement of the CDC. So um, this is one of the reasons why, you know, we really have to remember that we are the first physicians for ourselves. So all of those 400 men died, um, their children the children that were born to them and their wives were born with congenital syphilis, and 
It, it was just a horrible outcome. So like I said, the study lasted for 40 years. And it actually when the CDC or the, the what was it called before, the Public Health, Health Service. Service changed their name to the CDC, to the CDC, this study actually continued. And it did not end until 1972 when it became known to the public because, um, you know, of exposure in the newspapers because someone um, came across the information and exposed them. And even uh, when, after it ended, it wasn't until 1997 that um, former President Bill Clinton actually offered a public apology for this abuse that was done, you know, to the uh, black sharecroppers on behalf of the government. Now, I don't remember reading any uh, monetary compensation that was given to their families for such a horrific thing. And um, if, you really, if you'd like to know the, the story of that, there was actually a film, film uh, put out called Miss Everest Boys in 1997, um, starring Lawrence Fishburne and Alfred Woodard. Um, and they actually did a nice job on presenting the story and actually what happened to these gentlemen down in Alabama. So that is just one of the um, horrific stories that um, was done Sharon, to our people. Before you go further, Sharon, I just wanted to say um, these men, as you mentioned, the sharecroppers, um, were considered very poor at the time, and what they responded to was an ad that said that they would get free health care. And just like now where people are concerned about health care and paying for it and insurance, you know, they realized that they couldn't really afford it, so they went, at least this is what they thought, they decided, well, they're not feeling well, and if they're going to get free health care, a meal, why not take part in it, not realizing what was, gonna, what was going to be the end result. And at that time, the Surgeon General also participated by enticing the men to remain in the experiment, even when they discovered penicillin and other treatments, you know, and did not allow them to get this treatment. So, you know, the, the statement of prevention um, um, really, really is um, false when you look at the mission statement. Mm-hmm. You know, and it also happened later on in uh, Guatemala, actually. It wasn't as long, but they did as the same um, public health department um, did a syphilis study by deliberately infecting uh, prisoners, soldiers, and orphan children and, you know, others in Guatemala. And this lasted for about six years. So, you know, it, it is concerning to, to know that an entity that has the title of public health service would actually take, you know, participate in things like this. Right. And, you know, like you said, they offered free services. So something for us to bear in mind is that, you know, nothing really is free. There is always a price to pay. Yes. So we need to really keep that in mind. Um, you know, when you look at, uh, like I said, the, the status or the, the requirements for our children to actually enter school, um, I came across some information, and I know that um, you're familiar with this too, Carol, but 
there's an article that I've found. Um, this was written by Dave Miklovic, and this came out actually in July 2013 um, on the site called PreventDisease.com. And again, this information when it came up, when it came out, um, the CDC quickly um, had this information removed from their website. But they admit to the fact that 98 million Americans received one or more doses of the polio vaccine within an eight-year span from 1955 to 1963 when it was known that... uh, proportion of the vaccine was contaminated with cancer. With uh, and, uh, the SV40 virus. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Right. And the SV40 virus is actually a abbreviation for the Simeon, S-I-M-I-A-N, virus 40. And it is a um, polio poliomavirus, which is actually found to cause tumors in lab animals. So, or the simian vacuolating virus 40 was known to be contaminated in the um, polio virus, which was the polio vaccine, excuse me, which was very popular. Um, and the, the name of it was called the Sabin Salt vaccine, Salks, named after the two doctors who actually came up with the vaccine back in the 50s. So this vaccine was widely used, and um, they knew that it was contaminated with this SD40 virus. And interestingly enough, um, it has been um, linked to bone cancer and also mesothelioma, mesothelioma which is a... Um, lethal form of lung cancer. Now, there's a professor at, uh, his name is Michel Carbone. Um, He's an assistant professor of pathology at Loyola University in Chicago. And what he had, what he's done is he's um, recently isolated fragments of this SV40 virus in human bone cancer and also in lung tissue. So, you know, it's been said that mesothelioma was caused by or is caused by um, exposure to asbestos. But research is now finding that um, it's no longer mostly due to asbestos exposure, but rather from being exposed to SV40 virus, which was contained in the polio vaccine. So this is what we would refer to as a slow virus, which means that you know, a slow virus is a virus that either it's taken in via injection or either it's eaten, and you really don't see results of it for months or possibly years. You know, it could be 20, 40, and in this case, 50 years down the line when people are actually coming down with certain cancers, and when you do the research on the tumor, find that it's related to a vaccine that they received when they were a child. And this, this information actually was known by um, the governing body, the Center for Disease Control, but it was suppressed. So it only, well, 
it only proves that, again, you know, we have to basically learn how to keep our bodies healthy and keep it in an alkaline state so that we, are, uh, we don't feel that as if we need to take vaccines to keep our bodies strong and healthy. It, once we keep our bodies in an alkaline state and we know how to feed our bodies, um, we don't fall victim to these practices. Now this is this is um, really um, you would think groundbreaking um, news because so many individuals, actually a large population of the people, did get the polio virus. Uh, you know, from my parents' the generation. On. Mm-hmm. Yes, excuse me, um, vaccine from mm-hmm. you know, the, like you said, from the 50s on. So. Now that there's so many, um, so much manifestation of cancers, um, and people not understanding why it's happening, you know, this should be all over the news. You know, and there should be more research um, being done to find out, okay, exactly how much of the population has it. Because, according to what I've read, it's 60% of the mesothelioma cancers are from this virus, as well as about 40% lung cancer. Also, they found um, in the tissue of those with the cancer that same virus. So you're seeing this link with so many different types of cancers, and people are wondering, you know, how they're getting these diseases and don't realize it. If if the study was to continue where you get a history and see how many people had the polio uh, vaccine, then, you know, you know, at least disclose it and, and say, well, if it was so, then maybe we made a mistake if we didn't know. But it's clear that it was it was told to the doctors um, years ago, and they still haven't come out with um, when I come out with this information. Um, I mean, the information is out there, but it's basically, uh, you know, you would have to do the research yourself and become and make yourself um, knowledgeable of it because. A lot of times, as soon as the information goes up, it's pulled down because they don't want smart people reading it and, you know, demanding compensation. So with that being said, Carol, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue with this conversation. Hi, I'm Dr. Jewel. OrganoGold provides fine coffee, green tea, and hot chocolate products blended with the remarkable mushroom known as Ganoderma, referred to by the Cantonese as Ling Shi, the herb of spiritual potency. Ganoderma improves the immune system, increases metabolism, eliminates toxins and free radicals, as well as provides energy and vitality. OrganoGold products are a delicious solution that can help ensure that your health and energy balance is one prepared for a lifestyle of longevity. Click the banner on thejewelnetwork.net or send an email to goldcoffeeforlife at gmail.com and get yours today. Welcome back to Hygiene for Humanity. So we've been discussing the contamination of the salk sabin polio vaccine. <clears throat> and as we were saying before we went to break, Carol, you know, many authorities now admit that uh, 
most of the world's cancers came from the Salk-7 polio vaccine and also the hepatitis B vaccine. And, you know, as you were saying, mesothelioma, which is normally a due to asbestos exposure, is now being revealed that 50% or 60% of the current mesotheliomas that are being treated are really no longer due to asbestos exposure, but rather exposure to the SV40 virus that contaminated polio vaccines from back, back from 1955 to 1963. So, um, you know, it's just really mind-boggling that um, this is deliberately done, you know, to people of a society. Now, the other thing that we have to look at is that a lot of the additives that are put in the um, vaccines are actually um, carcinogens, cancer-causing, and poisons. For instance, formaldehyde is a, um, and also a chemical known as styrene are added to vaccines, and these are known carcinogens. They're known to be cancer-causing agents, yet they're found in almost every vaccine. And this is not a secret that these um, additives are known carcinogens, but this is what is given to our children. And, you know, I probably received them as a child growing up myself. So I am just, um, you know, just grateful that I've come into the knowledge that I have now um, of how basically using geometry and applying geometry to the nervous system has such a uh, effect on each and every cell of our body that will allow it to return to its natural programming. So I don't fear that any disease is going to um, take over my body because using geometry as well as um, eating alkaline foods that keep your body in an alkaline state, and we know that when your blood is alkaline, you, have, you are at less of a risk for any type of um, disease process. So, you know, if, if you do think that you've been exposed or, you know, to any of these agents, you know, don't think that all is lost because the body is 100% capable of um, renewing itself and the cells can align them, their cells back to their original programming, but, you know, applying geometry to the nervous system the, uh, via... Uh, the balancing program offered by our own Dr. Jewel is one treatment for any type of um, malady or disease that you may have in your body. Now, there was also, um, you wanted to say something, Carol? Um, yes, I was noticing, uh, we did, did we mention uh, the hepatitis B vaccine? Uh, 72 to 74, that there was also a study that uh, this vaccine was given to um, a majority of basically homosexual men and IV drug users, and at that same time is when the HIV AIDS, um, you know, there was a rise in this where this disease was discovered, and all of a sudden there was a, you know, widespread 
um, story that it was caused by homosexual men, but, you know, there's a study that said the hepatitis B vaccine actually that was produced by Merck had this infection and was, you know, it was knowingly given to these men. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, there's so much um, history um, with these vaccines that are um, basically, you know, causing a decline in health and death, really. Well, one thing comes to my mind uh, when I think about the hepatitis B vaccine is we know that uh, hepatitis B is spread via blood and body fluids. Yes. So, you know, I just wonder, because I know that infants, when infants are born in the hospital, um, that is a standard shot that's given to them probably within the first 12 hours of, um, of their life. Then at age three to six months, they're given a second dose. And then I think within four to six months later, they're given a third dose. It is a three-part vaccine series. And, you know, it's, it, it's easy enough to test the mother for hepatitis B as opposed to giving a hepatitis B vaccine to a baby who does not have a uh, well-developed immune system. And number two, you know, the, who's... who's body fluids are the baby, you know, is the baby going to come in contact with besides basically the parent? True. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that's just something that has always been very puzzling to me. Why would you expose the baby to, um, you know, a hepatitis B shot when it's easy enough to test the parent and teach them on, uh, teach them proper um, behavior to actually care for the baby in case they didn't know? as far as exposing them to, you know, their saliva or, you know, I can't imagine um, what other type of body fluids the baby would come in contact with. You know, Sharon, as well as if the body is um, given the right nutrition and, you know, and rest, the body, even if the individual had hepatitis B, the body would be able to deal with that and they could still live um, a good life, you understand, a healthy life versus taking um, a chemical that you're not even sure how it's going to affect you, you know. And for infants, um, I, I, I really don't see why it would be given to infants or any or children, you know, toddlers, you know. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, when you know how it is spread, you know. And, you know, as we speak about this here, when you, you're seeing a lot of um, common denominators because mostly the same big companies that own these vaccines. And, you know, when I know when I was younger, um, the vaccines were, were present, but it wasn't, as, it wasn't as many as they have now, and they're not as aggressive as pushing the vaccine on parents. So mm-hmm. as the years go on, you see more added to the list, and you see that, they, you know, people are being forced to take it. You know, for example, the MMR uh, vaccine, which is called, which is the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. You know, right, right. We're gonna definitely get into that. But like you said, Carol, there are so many more vaccines that are required for our children even before age five, as opposed to the 70s, the 80s, 
and there are more instances of disease processes or contagious diseases that are going around. So you really have to look at that and question what is the purpose of these vaccines, you know? Yes. So I've, I really want to get us to discuss um, the MMR vaccine when we come back from our break because we've now been talking about um, diseases that basically have deliberately been placed into society um, to infect us. And this started, um, well, the information that we're presenting started back in the 30s and then the 50s and then an incident in the 70s. And now we're going to talk about something that was brought to our attention in 2014. So we're going to take a quick break and listen to our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to share that news with you about the MMR vaccine. You're listening to The Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, on the web at www.thejewelnetwork.net. With such a vast amount of research and medical investigation directed toward vitamins and minerals, it seems almost impossible to know what vitamins you need to take and what effect they'll have on your body. But not any longer. With my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, you will discover the true value and effect that each major vitamin and mineral will have on your body, mind, and overall health, and how to use vitamins and minerals to transform your health and daily life. To get my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, please visit thejewelnetwork.net. Welcome back to Hygiene for Humanity. This is Sharon Cole, your host, and I'm here as usual with Carol Porter, Nurse Carol, and we've been talking today about um, vaccines and actually the contamination of vaccines and the long-term issues that we have, um, that we know that are affiliated with receiving those vaccines. So before we went to break, we actually mentioned that, you know, back in the 30s, there was the um, syphilis study that was done unknowingly to about 400 African-American sharecroppers in Alabama, the syphilis study. Um, During the 60s, the polio vaccine, um, which uh, we we found out was contaminated with the SV40 virus, um, which was a cancer, which is a cancer-causing virus. Um, in the 70s, we find out about our um, hepata- so-called hepatitis B vaccine that um, seems to be deliberately spreading the HIV. And now, most recently, in 2014, Carol, you were just about to share with us before we went to break, news about the MMR vaccine. And some of you may be aware of this, but we're going to uh, reiterate it again because 
Um, it just seems that there's a deliberate, uh, I don't know if I should use the word conspiracy, but there's a subject, some deliberate um, doings going on out there and that are hitting African-American um, members of society. Well, Sharon, you know, let's, looking at all the, the history and, you know, what's going on, you have to, you, you know, that question does come up. You have to wonder what is the purpose um, of this um, organization. You know, um, in 1998, um, let me back up. The measles vaccine um, became available in 1963, And then later on in 67, they decided to put the mumps and rubella virus along with it. So they combined not one but three vaccines, three viruses to come up with this measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. So Mm -hmm. that's what has been given all along. And again, like I said, you know, the schedule of vaccines um, has grown so much these days that um, you can hardly keep track of them if you're not paying attention. And again, it's very it's sold, rigorous. Yes, it's very right. Rigorous. And again, it's sold by Merck, um, GlaxoSmith, um, Klein, and a few others. So mm-hmm. in 1998, a Dr. Wakefield uh, reported a study um, of 12 children who had irritable bowel syndromes, along with autism and other disorders, that were directly linked to this vaccine. And when he came out with this study. Um, you know, quite a few people stopped vaccinating their children. Um, you know, a lot of the organizations came down on him as far as the CDC, pharmaceutical companies basically tried to, from what I've read, try to ruin this man's name. So now September 2014, uh, 15 years later, a Dr. William Thompson, who was a scientist, one of the senior scientists at the CDC, CDC came out with a statement basically saying that this study was found out again in 2004. They did the study and saw that Dr. Wakefield was correct, but they basically manipulated the files, didn't come forward with it, and continued to give this vaccine to children. So basically they hid these files and did not come forward with it. So for 15 years, he's saying, you know, this has been troubling him, so he's coming out now. He's come out now with his attorneys to say that Dr. Wakefield was right. This vaccine does cause autism, and it's a higher incidence of autism in black males. It seems to affect young, uh, the black baby boys more significantly than all the other children, you know. Across right. the board, it gives it causes autism in children, but especially a higher incidence in male um, dominant boys. So yeah. he's come and out now in 2004 to say um, he did a press release August uh, 27th of this year, and he's a senior scientist of the CDC. You know his conscience couldn't um, keep it, so he came out, and they're calling him a whistleblower. So. Again, you you see snippets of it, you know, in little articles, but you're not seeing it across the, the news networks, the radio stations, and a lot of parents and pediatricians probably don't even know this. You understand? Um, and just one other thing, by 
suppressing this information, there was a, a big lawsuit going forward against the um, Merck company uh, with uh, over 5,000 families who realized that their children had the autism because of this vaccine. And when the article came out uh, back in 2004 to when the article came out in 98 and um, they suppressed it, these people didn't get to go forward with their loss. They basically lost their case because, mm-hmm. you know, it was published in pediatric journals that it doesn't cause autism and, you know, the court sided with the companies instead of the families. So now that this whistleblower come out, we have to see what's going to take place in the courts and hopefully the news will be spread so parents will start to do the research and evaluate, do I really want to put these chemicals in my child's body? Well, exactly. And to know that um, scientists and doctors who knew this 10 years ago deliberately um, manipulated the statistics and falsified the evidence when they knew, because the results clearly showed that when the MMR vaccine was given to melanin-dominant boys under age three months old, their risk of uh, becoming autistic was something like three times greater than the general population. You know, and that's very significant. Um, the, mm-hmm. You know, the families need to be compensated, but that's still not going to bring back your child, you know, the certain damage that was done, although we know that, you know, everything can be, <clears throat> all the cells of the body um, have the ability to heal themselves. Um, and that's why I actually, I love this scientific network because the um, the balancing program, and there is a balancing program for children, but the parents of the children would also have to be on the balancing program. But to expose the nervous system to the geometry in the correct order, you know, can repair damage to the nervous system. Um, I would say that, you know, nothing, there's nothing that can't be reversed, but when you have adults that deliberately um, try to harm children, you know, that's really a serious violation of universal law. And I'm not... Well, I shouldn't say I'm not sure because um, I'm sure that they're going to have to answer for what they did. You know, there are greater, even if they are not punished by our current judicial system, they're going to have to answer to a higher authority because universal law always prevails. It's so true, Sharon. You know, we're all on one planet and, you know, to know that uh, these young children, these young babies, uh, you know, they're being born healthy and viable, and you know, you're injecting them with these agents, and then you're finding that there's so many adversities, brain damage, autism, like you said, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, and you know, there's even a study that it has been linked to SIDS. So, you know, that's also another um, study that we can bring up later on, but, you know, there was a lawsuit saying that, you know, it's possibly linked to SIDS. So, you know, this 
this so-called um, syndrome that they have no no known cause for, they're starting to link it to uh, vaccines. Mm. Well, you know, there's there's um, I'm looking at our chat room and. Ruler Ross 7 says that universal law better hurry up because these children are leaving us way too early. And um, if you look every day at what's happening, you know, there is um, judgment is taking place on the earth. And, you know, we spoke uh, on another show about the Georgia Guidestones and how there is definitely a plan that's been set um, into motion because the the Georgia Guidestones um, sitting on the the grid of planet Earth are emanating um, what was written on them, and that is that only 500 million um, inhabitants um, are slated to be existing on planet Earth in the 21st century. And we definitely have to declare ourselves as uh, survivors during this, century, and um, once we know ourselves and know the practices um, of how to do this, you know, we basically bring safety to ourselves and to our bloodline. So these are the teachings that um, we're taught by Dr. Jewell um, for those who are on the balancing program and for those of us who have been exposed to the teachings because there are ancient teachings that have been hidden for us for many years, and they're now, um, you know, been revealed. So I encourage everyone to sign up for the Balancing Program and get your brain balanced and basically learn the practices that are out there that will um, ensure your safety throughout the 21st century and more. You know, there's a reason why they're targeting melanin-dominant children. And um, we, you know, basically we need to get to know ourselves and the power that we have and, you know, why we, we can't go along with the status quo. So, you know, we've talked before about foods that are used to alkalinize the blood. And, you know, we don't have... Um, much time left on the show because we're, I see we're at the top of the hour. But, you know, foods that alkalinize the blood are uh, most of our green leafy vegetables, um, our sprouted um, seeds, alfalfa, you know, always our vegetables, sunkarella, wheatgrass, barley grass, you know, uh, ground provisions like sweet potatoes and carrots and papayas and grapefruit you don't really have to always drink alkaline water but you can put a little lemon fresh squeezed lemon in your water to alkalinize your water but you really feed your family and feed yourself foods from the um, from the you know food chart that are on the alkaline as opposed to the acidic side because an alkaline um, bloodstream will always decrease or prevent you from falling prey to its process. So even if you do get something, it will be a very mild case because your bloodstream is not acidic. 
Yes, and by doing the sharing, you're assisting your immune system. Now, your immune system is very intelligent. And it's, you know, it's, we've been on the planet for millions of years, and we've come so far, and there's no reason why uh, we should be doubting the body. Your body, again, is made up of a community of cells, and it's very intelligent. And as long as you have that will to live and thrive, that's what the body, that's the direction the body will take. So again, you know, these super greens and um, clean water, again, you know, we nurses, we started out with the purpose of hygiene. Hygiene for the body, hygiene for the emotional state, you know, your, not just the physical body, your emotionally as well as your space your environment. So um, hygiene is, is a key practice in our lives, you know, depending on um, no matter where you live, you know, small or big, you keep your area clean. It's a long-forgotten science, and, you know, we're here yeah. to actually bring that back to the forefront of everyone's mind. So with that being said, we have probably three minutes left so you, would you like to run through our programming for the week, Carol? Sure. You know, we're here on Tuesdays at 5, Hygiene for Humanity, the Nurses on the Jewel Network, and Wednesdays at 5 p.m., Dr. Jewel Show, and that's every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Thursday, Music for the Mind of the Scientist with Maurice Thompson. Friday, Bodies of Soul with Cynthia Callahan. And that's 5 p.m. as well. Uh, Monday, again, you'll get the, a recap of the Dr. Jules show with a wealth of information. And the last Wednesday of every month, the Melanology Hour with Dr. Tim Owens Moore and Maurice Thompson as your host. So, you know, we have pro- programming with a lot of information. Um, remember to check out the jewelnetwork.net. And, you know, you can access the archives, just subscribe, and you can get a list of archives of all the shows as well as, in, as, well as information on the balancing program. So Perfect. developing the brain in the 21st century. And there's actually wonderful programming there to, to access. Um, the balancing program has many show, many archives that are there um, for you to listen to. So please check out our archives. Dr. Jewell has said so much over the years, and everything is there archived in the history. Um, and for $10 a month, you can have access to all the archives. So please join us, join our Balancing family, um, and thanks for listening. Have a great We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, the nurses. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Jewel Network. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at www.thejewelnetwork.net. If you'd like to reach us, please send an email to info at thejewelnetwork.net.